What's happening in trans-Tasman sport? From Australia and New Zealand with Nikki, Ben and Craig. It is indeed the Quasi-Sport podcast for another week. My name is Craig Norenbergs and I really am a Quasi and Aussie living in New Zealand and also in New Zealand in Auckland is Nikki Styrus. Hi, Nikki. Hello. Lovely to talk to you boys again. No pleasure's mine. Ben Kimber in Sydney. How are you? Evening, team. Very well, very well. I took my wife to see Downton Abbey, the, the movie, today. What a magnificent oh. film it was. Was it good? It all it was good. It all wraps up happily. Oh, sorry, Craig. I, I have to... <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes take myself to movies like that so I can be the youngest person in the theatre. We were by far <laughs> the youngest people. It was great. <laughs> Oh, can, it was can, a good Craig, film. Craig, yes. Craig, can yes. I tell you that um, when I was in England, <laughs> I took my husband. I took my husband to yeah. Pride and Prejudice, telling him it was really saucy and he was really going to enjoy it. <laughs> and he spent the whole time looking at the ceiling. And when we got out, he said to me he'd counted forty six lights on the ceiling of the theatre. That's how much he enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a footy game more. In, the, in the in the movie, mate. Is, it, is there some sport reference here? This is a sports podcast, isn't it? I, I'm not in the wrong one. No, it's not even a, not even a not even a shooting shooting pheasants reference or anything like that. No, no, not at all. So, all right, well, Ben, Ben, of course, you're leaving for the World Cup this week. So, shall we start with the Rugby World Cup, the big event? That's I'm happening. a bit excited. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, you, you'll be very excited. You'll be seeing um, a bit of a Pacific Island fest with the games that you'll be seeing. So, let's start with something. Everyone's tipping who will win. The World Cup, and I, I noticed that Clive Woodward is clambering all over England, saying they're lay down Mazares for it. Who do you oh, think, Ben? <laughs> out of the out of the big guns, like we we have to obviously rule out the likes of, of Russia and Uruguay. Out of the big guns, who isn't going to win the World Cup? You're just trying to confuse me here, aren't you, mate? We've talked before <laughs> about you know the, the the top the top five in the world. On the world rankings are all very very close. There's not there's not a lot between them. I think a stat that we used on our other podcast from a, from a, a fellow whose name escapes me on um, on Twitter who said that the the top five in the world the gap between one and five in the world rankings is closer than the gap between five and six and the gap between six and seven. Now Australia's sixth, so you know the the top five of England, Ireland, New Zealand, uh, South Africa, and Wales are all much much closer, and I think that's pretty accurate. But I, I don't. I don't think Wales will win it. And and to be honest, I I'm leaning away from Ireland. I think it's going to come from one of three. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be England, South Africa, or New Zealand. And I think one of the things that could be interesting is it could be the first time that a team loses a game and still wins the World Cup. And by, by that I mean the the loser of New Zealand and South Africa will still be in with an excellent chance of winning the World Cup. People talk about the two sides of the draw, and you know. Everything falling Australia's way. Australia could end up in a final after playing Argentina and France. I mean, it could be it could be a nice little uh, run through like they got in twenty fifteen. To be honest, it was a reasonably a softer draw than you might expect if they can avoid the Englands and the South Africans. But look, I think I've got New Zealand on top. They just have so much class in the cattle that they have, even though they're in disarray. A couple of players, one's coming <laughs> home, one's potentially coming home. Though I think the Sonny Bill Williams story was shown to be uh, well, it was recently reported by Kirsty, a, a former quasi. Uh, a member um, who she said that it was not true that Sonny Bill was coming home, but but look, New Zealand are fantastic. South Africa, I th- the thing I think about South Africa 
I think South Africa are putting together a World Cup winning style and the game they're playing. I read a good piece of analysis on the game they just played against Japan. I think they won 41 to 7. But they kicked a lot more than anyone else. They're kicking like every second or third phase. Now, that doesn't mean that they're, un- they're not good to watch. They're just looking to control the, the field and control the ball and get their big forwards on top. So if you keep, if you keep turning around and going back down inside your 22, and then you've got Etzebeth and Mornay, Stain or um, uh, Morkel, sorry, or others up in your face all the time, they're a tough team to face. So I think their style is going to put them right in that. And I just think Eddie Jones will have this England team believing that they can kill anybody. And they've got massive men running hard and fast right across the park. So I really think it's from those three. I'll, 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 you know, I'll be hoping my Australian team can do something and I'll be over there to see them play their first couple of games. But I'll tell you what, it's open to me. And, you know, and any one of the top five or six wouldn't surprise. All right, then, Nikki. That means that just making notes here while Ben was talking, no Argentina, <laughs> no Wallabies, no Wales, no France, no Scotland, no Ireland. He thinks it's down to three teams. Do you agree? Mm. I'm just wondering if Ben stole my notes from the day because uh, <laughs> it was funny because when he said um, that a team that loses in the, one of their pool games might go on and win it, it that was exactly what I was going to say. And a lot of it is to how the, the draw has fallen. And, you know, it is possible that um, South Africa could lose to New Zealand in this first game that they play together and then go on and win the World Cup final and, and, and vice versa. New Zealand could lose this one and go on and win. And I think it's going to be a South Africa-New Zealand final. So if you work backwards from that, uh, I agree. I don't think that Australia um, is going to be there. I don't think that Ireland's going to be there, even though they were among the favourites a year ago. They've, they, they, to me, they've just had a poor Six Nations. They had poor warm-ups, um, and I think that they just are going to fall short. Um, England won't win either. I think they um, have got the size and the power, but I don't think they've got it mentally. And they've always shown that they can be a little bit frail. They could go on and win that pool, uh, pool C that they're in, but I think they will exit uh, in the semi-final stages to to New Zealand. Should it fall that way? France, um, yes, they're unpredictable, but they don't play away um, from home very well. And they've also, I think you notice with France that they, they tend to hold on to um, a lot of sway comes from their clubs. So as a national team, they don't play together that often. And I think that that will be telling, even though they're playing at neutral venues. So, of course, Argentina could be a surprise. That's the one that I wasn't too sure about. Nah. But um, no, not picking. Okay, right. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Wales. Um, no, I don't actually think Wales is going to win either, even though I think they'll win their pool. But I think they will lose to South Africa in the semi final. I think the big threat uh, for the All Blacks, because I think they are favourites, will come from South Africa. And I think you'll see that as the final. All right, Benny, if, if the Wallabies don't do well as you're expecting, who would you like to see win the World Cup this time? <laughs> Ooh, I'll tell you what, look, I'm going to say um, either South Africa or England, and this isn't to upset Nick or our Kiwi friends. As I've said in other podcasts we've had, I'm not a fan of dominance. You know, I don't like to see Roger Federer win every um, Grand Slam. I, I don't like to see Tiger Woods win every Grand Slam. So, look, New Zealand's won the last couple. I want to see someone else get a crack at it. I want to see someone else lift the trophy. So if it's not Australia, it's probably probably South Africa or England because Eddie Jones, and I like to see an Aussie, you know, do well. Um, but South <laughs> Africa, I like I like the the 
the humility I think they've put this side together with and the and the and the and the coaching under Erasmus. I like his approach. He's a very straightforward and honest guy. So I've probably got a, a reasonably soft spot for the box. But um, you know, if Eddie lifts the cup, I'll be happy with that too. What about you, Nikki? <laughs> who besides who besides the All Blacks would you like to win the World Cup? Oh look, I look, I love Wales. I've always loved Wales. I love their passion. Uh, you know, they're an incredibly um well, just an emotional rugby nation and that they live and breathe it. And for so many years, they've struggled along. And I think, you know, they've, they've really shown um, that they are true contenders. So, you know, Six Nation Grand Slam winners, they are every chance to get there. And so they would be my emotional pick if I, um, from a who deserves to win it, I would say a side of the All Blacks, I would probably be like Ben, I would probably go into South Africa's camp there. All right. I, I'm, think, I'm hoping to see an outsider. Argentina come through. I'd love to see that. You know who I'd love to see win? France. I would love to see <laughs> the French lose their minds over winning it and just do something crazy, make their way through the final, take on perhaps the All Blacks or the Springboks and throw Korcher oh, the win. I know it's not going to happen. If we're just going to, if we're going to pick good anyone, I'll game. pick Japan. I'll pick Japan. Yeah. I'd love to see the Japanese win a home World Cup. How good would that good, be? Good for, mm-hmm. Actually, that would be, but we know that's not going to happen. France, no one, no one is talking about France or Argentina. No. And, you know, I'd like to see one of those nations win. Yeah, look, I tell you what, keep, keep an eye on France for the next World Cup and the one after. They've been the top under-20s team in the world the last couple of years. They've got a really ah. good crop of young people coming through, and they've made some changes, I think, in the way they structure their competition and their and their management of their, their talent that's been paying off at the under-20s level. So, you know, I'd keep an eye on them in future. The other thing you need to consider too is, you know, France are in that pool of death with England and Argentina. Mm. Um, you know, so, again, that's, that's a really tough pool. So someone has to lose out there. And, look, I can't see England not going through there, at, you know, as top dog. So I think France will go out in the quarterfinals, unfortunately. So, Benny, while we got you and you're off to the World Cup, just to ex- explain to us and tell us where are you staying, how long are you going for, and what are you most looking forward to seeing while you're there? Well, mate, uh, it's a boys' trip. Uh, it's not a family <laughs> affair, uh, and so my my mate Nev, uh, one of the greats, uh, and I were hitting Hong Kong for thirty hours to start with. Um, he knows a few people there, and we thought we'd go via them there and have a bit of fun there. And then we're uh, then we're off <laughs> to Sapporo. Like the <laughs> <laughs> then we're off to. So not the first person to say that. And then we're off to Sapporo <laughs> for three days. So we're in um, Sapporo to watch uh, Australia, Fiji, and then England, Tonga. Um, and then from there, and I kid you not, this is what actually happened. When we were buying tickets to games, um, my my mate Nev bought Wales, Georgia, because he thought it was in Tokyo, because um, he thought he was going to Tokyo. But it's not. It's in it's in Toyota, which is outside Nagoya, which is way down south. Um, oh, uh, no. And so, and it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, and we just thought, all right, well, anyway, we'll go see that. So we were flying down to Nagoya. <laughs> For a day and a half uh, to go and to go out to this Toyota Stadium uh, again in the middle of nowhere, and then we're going to bullet train it back up to Tokyo. And I'm in Tokyo for about six days with maybe a couple of side trips out of Tokyo um, for Australia Wales, and I've got a ticket to another game, but I can't remember what it is. Um, so, mate, it's uh, look. I'm, I'm just I've been to two World Cups previously, so um, but both times working. So what I'm, I'm looking forward to going as a punter and just enjoying myself because I. My, my, my World Cup record is, is outstanding, though. I, I was with Australia in 99, so I spent eight and a half weeks 
with the Wallabies as they won the World Cup. So I was with them their entire oh. campaign. And then in 2003, I was the Sydney Morning Herald's correspondent covering England. So I spent eight and a half weeks with England as they won the World oh, Cup. So yuck. Two, two World Cups, two victories, mate. So I'm <laughs> hoping I'll have a good impact on the Wallabies in, in Japan. Oh, my well, trip sounds a lot more well, structured than yours. Yeah, tell us about yours, <laughs> Nikki. Oh, mine's mine's. We've been we've been saving for this for four years, so there's been a, a, quite a bit of planning and uh, expense that's gone into it. So we we live on the seventeenth of October, so just before that quarterfinal, um, two couples, not not a boys' trip, two couples, and we and we head to uh, Hawaii, which is obviously near Japan, not. And um, <laughs> we <laughs> a little bit random, um, and we'll be actually watching the quarterfinal from some I don't know US bar or something. Hopefully, someone will be streaming it um, at at that point. And so um, I'm hoping, like heck, that uh, your blacks and make it through to the quarter uh, semi final because from that point we go into um, Tokyo. Uh, we arrive on the Friday with two, for the semi finals on the Saturday and the Sunday. And then uh, we go to Okinawa down in the prefecture there uh, for five days to a resort. And we hang out down there for five days and then we go back to Tokyo for the final New Zealand v South Africa, I'm predicting. Yeah, and then a few days in Tokyo afterwards. I'm I'm very envious of you. I'll be watching all the games from my living room in Auckland. That's not so bad. I'd love to go. Uh, I'm I'm planning to go to the next one. I think the French one would be fantastic. Oh, there you go. Yes, All right, well, this is be. going to be quite quite interesting to see how we do a quasi. We'll do it somehow. That was good. All right, we'll see if our, prediction, our predictions come true. Uh, we're going to take a break. And then what is that? Are you uncapping a beer or, oh, no, or no, are you, no, tell, no, you no, tell, no, dancing? I was, just, <laughs> I was just cutting something. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Not, well, not a cutting remark. Well, I've just got work. And I haven't yeah. even had dinner yet, and it's I 8 o'clock, so I'm talking and, yeah. and cooking at the same time. <laughs> we're going to have to start the, the quasi-cooking podcast. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to ca- take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk NRL so I can gloat about the Raiders. You're listening to the, the Quasi-Sport Podcast with Nikki, Craig, and Ben. You are indeed listening to the Quasi-Sport Podcast, and Nikki and Ben, I am overjoyed to be joining you uh, this evening because I get to gloat about the Canberra Raiders knocking over the Melbourne Storm, the so-called unbeatable favourites for the NRL crown, the greatest team <laughs> in 60 years. The Raiders did it. They did it in the last minute. Okay, but the question that I'll put to you, perhaps first to you, Nikki, as an observer from mm-hmm. across the Tasman. Um, mm. Okay, the, the Raiders and the Roosters both get a week off. What you've seen from the first week of the finals, and um, Mm. Obviously, boy, the Eels, 58-0 over the Brisbane Broncos and also Manly, uh, an upset winner over the Sharks. Who do you see winning it from here? Mm. Well, it's, it's just throwing a cat amongst the pigeons, really, because I, as much as I want the Raiders to, well, wanted the Raiders to win for you, I actually thought that the Storm mm. would do it. You know, I mean, they've only lost four games in the regular season and, you know, they are like the Crusaders of Super Rugby. They just know how to win games. But my goodness, I was on the edge of my seat watching that match. Like, my sister and I were watching it and... The Raiders came out, they were pumped, you could tell, and they were throwing everything at Melbourne, and I think it threw Melbourne in that first half, and, and their defence was outstanding, um, you know, to go to the break 6-2. 
uh, was awesome. But, you know, as expected, Melbourne did come back. And again, great defence. I mean, they really, they held them to that, you know, one try advantage. Um, and my sister was going to get up and leave, at, you know, five minutes from the end. I said, no, 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 no. I feel like the Raiders have got something left in the tank and they know that they don't want to have to go to this repechage. And, yeah, to see John Bateman go over, even I was on my feet, and I, all I could think of was you, Craig. I thought, my God, the people of Koemarama yep. will be, like, <laughs> calling noise patrol to try and, like, because the noise coming out of your household would have been phenomenal. So all of that aside, absolutely thrilled for them. And I think now what that means is that the Raiders, I think they will go right through to the grand final, and I think the Storm mm will also go on through to the final. They'll win their repechage and they will go, um, well, even though the Eels seem to have thrashed Broncos, I still can't see the Eels beating the Storm. So I think that, um, and as for Manly, well, I'm really pleased that the Sharks lost because um, I didn't want uh, Sean Johnson to have the ability to gloat too much. Uh, he can't, well, you know. You know, he's he's a bit bitter about the Warriors, so uh, he'll have to wait he another year for a championship. He should play more than one good game in four then. Well, exactly, yeah. and he had a poor game. He didn't make any runs in that first half. I mean, he had two kicks go dead. Yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a great performance, and you need your halves to be standing up. So um, congratulations to Manly. Um, who's going to go on and win it? I, I, I actually think it's just going to come down to who shows up on the day between the Raiders and the Storm. That's That's my prediction. All right, Benny, it's not a bad thing the Roosters and the Storm won't be meeting in the grand final again. How do you see it mm. going from here? Yeah, it goes to my point before about uh, dominance, mate. Exactly right. I didn't want to see the same teams, two teams there again, and I absolutely don't want to see Roosters go back-to-back. -back. Parramatta, 58-0, coming good at the right time of the season, and they play a pretty exciting brand of footy. They've got to be one to watch, I think, here for sure. That, is it Dylan mm. Brown? Is that the name of their young 5'8"? Yeah, well, yeah think, young Kiwi. Missed, missed, about, yeah. missed about three months of footy this year. With a, you know, they kept him in cotton wool a bit coming back from an injury. And he was on fire today with some of, the, some of the plays that he was pulling off. But they just, in the end, they've embarrassed the Broncos. And the Broncos are a bunch of big units, um, you know, who, who are no mugs. But Parramatta have absolutely torn them apart. Uh, now, the Raiders beating the Storm. Um, um, Craig, is it true that you're sitting there in your lime green budgie smugglers? Is that, is that you know, the yep. image that our listeners need to have at the moment? Yeah, tiger print, lime green, <laughs> underpants. Yeah, I see. That's 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 why I don't want the Raiders to win that kind of. <laughs> no, look, I, well, what I what I what I assume I didn't I didn't watch the post match press conference, Craig. So I can only assume yes. that Ricky yeah. Stewart was livid, <laughs> livid with that uh, that error by the officials. He talks about er officials' errors yeah. all the time and how angry it makes him. So I'm assuming that he absolutely hit the roof and was calling for heads after that. Was that was that the case? No, he did say it. So luck plays cynical. a big part. Luck plays a big part. He did say it. That's, uh, that's that is, that is Ricky's last contract. No, but, it, but it actually, <laughs> feasibly, it could be a Canberra Raiders Parramatta Eels grand final, which at that midway through the season, no one would have been talking about. But the permeations that are now being thrown. Actually, Dylan oh. Brown, interesting um, story in the paper today on him. When he was spotted by Daniel Anderson, when Daniel Anderson was. Um, uh, was at, at with the Parramatta Eels, and he stepped off a bus in New Zealand, and, and Daniel Anderson said, how would you like to play for the Parramatta Eels? And Dylan Brown had never even heard of Parramatta. He'd heard of the Storm and the Broncos. He'd never heard of Parramatta, and he signed with his team. That's and now funny. Look at, Come on. No, just, just, really? Yep. 
That's apparently that's the story. How can that you have heard of the Storm and the Broncos and not have heard of the Parramatta Eels? I don't believe maybe it, Craig. They, I don't believe maybe it. Maybe they were because <laughs> they wouldn't spoon us at the time. I just <laughs> look. I, I don't know how long this uh, the Raiders train is going to go. I'm going to ride it for as long as I can. Um, I just think it's fantastic for the game. I don't look. I don't mind if Parramatta go on to win the grand final. And truly, I just don't want it to be the Roosters in the Storm again. It's a bit like the same. Premier League with the same team, same. Craig. Same, I think we're everybody. all going to agree with that. I would love to see, uh, you know, and all, all, all my, my, my dislike for Ricky Stewart aside, I would love to see Canberra and Parramatta. That'd be one for the old stages, you know. They got those of us who were living yeah. through the '90s and the '80s. Um, that'd yep. be a fantastic grand final. I'd really, really like yep. to see that. Um, what about this? What about this bloke, this Siva on the wing, this Fijian fella who has just Big been boy. tearing them apart? Yeah. I think he scored another couple today, and I think uh, NRL.com did a nice sponsored by. VB story, getting their plug in there, um, where they brought his father out. His father had never <laughs> left Fiji. Yes. Um, and, and you can just see what it means to this guy. And the, the whole of Bankwest Stadium, they've got their brand new stadium, chanting his name. It's so, so cool. Um, and unfortunately, that's their last game there for the year. They won't be playing there in any more finals. 11 tries to nil. Sivo scored two tries today for the Eels. That's uh, quite a remarkable story. All right, we're going to take a, a break, and we're going to come back with our our goose and greats of the week. What's happening in trans-Tasman sport? From Australia and New Zealand with Nikki, Ben and Craig. It is a quasi-sport podcast and it's my favourite time of the week other than when John Bateman went over for that try against the Storm. My second favourite part of the week is our goose and greats. Let's start with you, Nikki, and let's start with something good. Who is your great? Well, boys, I've gone outside the square today because, you know, whilst there's a lot of sort of cricket league and rugby chat, um, there was a New Zealander who uh, broke a long record, long-standing record today, and uh, he's he's quite the icon in this country, and his name is Scott McLaughlin. He's a supercars driver, and um, what he achieved today um, out at the racetrack in Auckland at Pukekohe was he broke the Craig Lowndes 1996 record for the most wins in one season, and today he achieved his 17th win of the of the year. Absolutely wonderful bloke, and does a lot for you know the, the motorsport racing in this country. Um, so for that reason, uh, he's my grade of the week. Oh, Benny, who's your grade? Uh, oh, sorry, mate. Second year on of the show. Some some bloke were driving circles very fast, did he? That's really exciting. Oh, <laughs> look, listen to you go this week. Oh. Who well, are I, you? I think, I, you know, motorsport. <laughs> motorsport is not a sport. That's an oxymoron. Motorsport. I appreciate it's a, it's a spectacle. <laughs> it's not a sport for yeah. me. Look, my my wow. grandma. I'm going to go back to well, back to one of the top sports, um, rugby union, um, but something a little bit more serious actually. <laughs> um, Gareth Thomas, the former Wales captain. Um, uh, came out today and, 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 and posted a message on social media saying that he had HIV. And I just, I just want to call this guy out because this guy has more courage and class than just about anyone I've seen in the sporting arena. Um, you know, he, he was, he was a, a, a rough and tough captain of Wales, hard as nails, um, had a wife and I think kids, and then, you know, realised that that wasn't him, that, he had, that his sexuality wasn't, he wasn't being true to himself and, and you know, uh, um, um, uh, and then, you know, recognised and publicly came out as gay. Uh, and he's he's since come out now and, and talked about having HIV and how he's vulnerable but not weak with it. And if you haven't seen the, the short um, video he's posted on social media, have a look at his Twitter account because the guy is 
honestly so courageous and it's just so so full of class I, I thought that was astounding so he's my he's my grade of the week mm, okay um I, I think we'll make him our grade of the week as well although I have to say I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of motorsports being unlike you all right what about uh our who who don't we like this week let's go back back to you Benny who's your goose well, we haven't really touched on the cricket. The uh, the Ashes is sort of um, slowing into a crawl as it finishes off the fifth test. Australia looking like losing that one. And I, I, and I rate the guy because he's a class act as well, but Tim Payne is my goose of the week. What is it Ricky Ponting or I'm making it up? Someone said in the past, you know, um, you know, 90% of the time you bat, then the other 10, 10% you don't bat or something. There's some famous anecdote that you've butchered. But but they won the toss Australia and on a, on a pitch that looked dry, that looked like it was going to break up, they decided to bowl. Now, whether he's decided to protect Davey Warner because, you know, he's getting so many ducks in a row that, he, that you've got uh, – it's like Centennial Park with a loaf of bread. But he, he he's called at the time. He said, he said we, we, we will bowl. The pre-match stories were around the fact that our, our bowlers are all tired. So why on earth you'd open up with the bowling, I don't know, on the kind of pitch that's going to break up. So Tim Payne, love the guy, but I think the wrong call. And then – They've gone out and dropped about four or five catches, and they've looked right out of it, Australia. So, so just not a good last test for Australia, which is you know going to end up being a drawn series, I think. So let me get this right: the the anecdote you tried to tell was Ricky Ponting said sometimes you bat and sometimes you don't. Was that the anecdote? no? Sometimes you bat and sometimes you bat. Is it? So basically, it was bat bat every time. I butchered it. All right, leave me alone. I'm going to have to do a Google search on that one. I'll get back to you on that one, Benny. All right, Nikki, who is who is your <laughs> Who is your goose? Have you got an anecdote you're going to butcher? No, I'm not. And I'm not going to criticise Ben's um, goose of the week or grade of the week because I find that <laughs> highly unprofessional for a start. <laughs> but I'm just going to say that my goose of the week actually goes to, and I'm not actually entirely sure who's responsible, but the Amy Park Pyrotechnics technic, whoever he is, who managed to get it so wrong today, um, well, sorry, not today, when the Raiders played last night. Saturday night, yes. I I don't need to butcher an anecdote, I'm butchering my goose. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, they had to remove a piece of black shell from Joseph Lelua's eye before the game, before he even stepped foot on that field to play for the Raiders in one of the biggest games of his life. Because the pyrotechnics guy, I don't know, pointed them in the wrong direction or they weren't safe or I don't know exactly what happened. But what a shambles. And the poor guy didn't get to come on the field till the 20th minute of the game. I mean, it doesn't matter that his replacement scored a try (laughs) in his absence. That's kind of by the by. But, I mean, that's terrible, you know, that your entertainment and things like that can, can cause injury to the people who are going out there to perform for you. So for that uh, reason, Amy Park and your pyrotechnics are my goose of the week. It added to the theatre of the Raiders' win, coming back through adversity to win incredible circumstances. Uh, both those gooses, I think. <laughs> uh, Benny's story just captured me, his anecdote that he told. It was so good. Um, well done for that. Um, <laughs> I'm available we'll for parties and, uh, and, and presentations, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> like like the guy during the week, the Kiwi bloke who took a clown to his when he was getting a redundancy. He took the support yes, clown. Did you uh, loved it? How good was that? And apparently, when when the boss was telling him he was getting a redundancy, the clown was giving him that kind of rubbing his eyes like a sad, sad clown. The boo hoo! Oh. Like how good was that? <laughs> boo hoo! I didn't see any of that. 
Oh, you have to look it up. I no, retweet it. Have a look at my Twitter account, Nikki. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, thank you. All right, well, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, when next when next we speak, the World Cup will be underway. Uh, ben, happy travels, Godspeed, and uh, Nikki. I also am very envious of your trip to Japan. Uh, we will talk to you next week, Nikki. Thanks, boys. Well, I'll be around for a bit longer yet to uh, chat with you. Yeah, and Ben, enjoy your trip. I will do, guys. Speak soon. And you can hear us on Twitter, on Facebook, and, of course, at quasisport.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Quasi Sport Podcast. 